It's another Wednesday, which means another bottle of wine. Oh, yeah. So we are drinking a Muse by Montine. It is a 2019 rosé. It is 80% Grenache, 20% Syrah. So it's a pretty young wine. And it's from like the Mediterranean region of France versus like the Champagne region or whatever. So where's the Mediterranean region? That would be towards the Mediterranean countries, right? So south? I know south is usually like more rural for sure. I know Nice is down there. So maybe that's like, Hmm. it's floral. It's interesting because smelling it, I thought it was going to have a very like citrusy, acidic flavor. It's almost like oaky floral versus citrus. Yeah, it's got a little bit of acidity for sure. Like a little bit, but I thought it was going to be very like Meyer Lemon Forward or something versus what it is. Yeah, it's tart. It's It's, got tart. But it's very, like floral is the right word. I like the color. Yeah. So I was reading, so you know how I'm always like really picky with rosés at the store because I'm like, I don't want a sweet rosé. So technically, I guess if it calls itself a rosé, it's supposed to be dry. Whereas if it calls itself a blush wine, blush wines are sweet. I've never seen a blush wine Neither before. Neither have I, so I think that's false. Because we've bought rosés that are too sweet. Yeah. This but is like the color on this is like almost, it's so light. It's like a very light peachy blush pink. Yeah. It's like very like skin toned, honestly. Like it's pink. Against like... My skin tone, anyway. And your mm-hmm. skin tone. I wouldn't say, like, all skin tone. It's the color that. of uh, Lindsay's cheeks. <laughs> it actually matches my arms relatively closely. Yeah. That's oh, weird. this lighting in here, too. I mean, we do have really poor lighting in here. Yeah. We're recording in our closet today, which I don't know why we haven't been doing... I mean, I know why we haven't been doing it this whole time, because I had too much stuff in this closet, and Andrew had too much stuff in this closet, But because we're moving, when we're in the other rooms, like, we get a lot of echo and, like, bounce off the walls. Yeah. So this should be good. Even though this is probably our last week doing it in here because we've been moving all of our stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it is what it is. What would you consume with this wine? Um, what would you consume with the wine? Um... I'm trying to think of something that's different than what I always say. You could just do, like, a summer salad with, like, strawberries and almonds and, like, a balsamic. See, I was thinking gravlox or salmon. Mm, yeah. You know? Like, it's not super heavy, but it's light with capers. With a little bit of salty. I think capers would go really good with this. See, I was thinking vinaigrette because I feel like anything with vinegar would go relatively well like if you did uh marinated artichoke hearts and like a cheese plate yeah maybe i just I mean that just tastes good in general so it's hard for me to like refute i used that. to love cheese plates but i haven't been able to do a cheese plate in a long time well you can still eat goat cheese i know and we actually found really good goat milk butter the other day which i was really impressed with so that's a plus yep yeah, so if you don't know, you are listening to the Wine 30 Podcast with Andrew and Lindsay. And now you know. We're going to discuss all those hot topics 
and drink wine. Yes. <laughs> and we probably get more interesting as it goes along because the more wine, the, the more, more wine, the more fun. The more fun. Right? That was awful. That should not be a slogan. I know. That's why it's not a slogan. Um, Actually, that could be a slogan. So, I'm going to start off by asking you what you've been watching this week, what you've been reading this week, what you've been listening to this week. Okay. Because I've been trying to, like, list what we've been watching and reading and stuff in our show notes so that people can, like, kind of check out the things we've been. So, I've been um, reading The World and Me. And then I Between just, the world and me, right? Yeah. And then I just started uh, 1986, I think it's called, by... Um, what's his name? That's not Orwell. Os- Orwell, yeah. Oh, it is Orwell. George Orwell. George Orwell. Yeah. That's the one about I was going to say Oswald the... for some reason. I'm like, that's not his name. That's the one where they burn the books, right? Uh, it's the one... It's about fascism. Yeah, yeah. Books. I think they're burning no, books. I'm it's thinking, like no, I was thinking it's the Big Brother. I was thinking Fahrenheit. I mean, they do they do um, burn. They t- they talk about like you aren't allowed to write in journals, yeah. so you can have no free thought, and like it's illegal. It's not. It's like illegal, you know. And so this guy, and they have cameras in everyone's houses and things like that. I'm actually really surprised that George Orwell thought so far ahead. Like, if that makes sense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because he's thought about, like, a lot of... Oh, it's 1984. That's what I said. You said Oh, 1984. Whoops. Yeah, I think that's why I got confused, because there's that Fahrenheit something something six, which was about the burning of the Which, when did Orwell die? Does it say on that? Um, well, this was published in 49. So he, like, made a book about how things would be 40 years ahead. And it doesn't... Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually more technologically advanced than we are right now. But that also was before internet. So I think we took, like, a turn, if you will. But he wrote it right after World War II. So he basically was like, this is what a lot of German people were like. Where they aren't... They don't have freedom of thought. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, they're being controlled in a way that they make everyone else look like bad guys i don't know it's a kind of a funny slogan that they have because it's like freedom is slavery um ignorance is good or something like that ignorance is bliss right well it just says ignorance is like good like mm-hmm. strive for ignorance freedom is slavery and then like i don't know there's one more but i can't remember so you're enjoying it so far I think I, I think it's the right time for it, like, with all that's going on in life and the world. And the other book kind of bounce, bounces on it. It's kind of like, well, how do you join together in upheaval over such, like, an oppressive authoritarian society? I mean, I'm not saying that's our society right now, but, like, it's strange that you can kind of see that, hey, you know, like, without the Second Amendment, or the First Amendment, right... Yeah. Freedom of speech. You're just like, if you if that's gone, right? Or if they make a bunch of little amendments where you can't use freedom of speech in certain areas, like, that's like an infringement upon our, you know, our freedom. What have you been watching? Uh, I'm really bad. I've been watching, um, I've been bad. Uh, I've been watching Nation Z, mm-hmm. which is like zombie apocalypse series. <laughs> But it's 
in Spanish. Oh, it's in Spanish. Uh, based in Brazil, which I keep telling myself like, why am I watching this? Because it's gory. Mm-hmm. And but like they keep showing these really beautiful scenes of Brazil and like the water and like how tropical it is there, and I'm just like I really like that, like the scenic. Yeah. I like to look and see it over and over again. I don't know, it's kind of weird, but and then also it's funny because it was it originates around reality TV, and basically you know like Big Brother the TV show, yeah, how they all put them in a house. They basically put a bunch of people in a house, but they're like. Roman style and the zombie apocalypse happens when they're in the house like a bunch of people so those people are like trapped in there but it's like a safe haven a little bit because they have like a ton of food storage and whatnot so it's like kind of interesting take on the whole thing and then they're fighting from within that outward so it sounds like it's pretty brutal but it sounds like a good premise to a show I think the thing is is I'm sick of like we're always like, oh, American TV's the best. Like, oh, no I one love else makes. It I know, me, me, me too. And a lot of times, I think you get more of a creative perspective on those things because mm-hmm. you see like the political struggle and like the manipulation that politics has in that country because they're using their own personal experiences, right? Where it's like here, we're all about the Wild West and like overthrowing stuff and shooting your guns and like FBI and secret agent you know what I mean yeah like it's a much more like what you can do for your country here whereas like there it's like a much more oppressive like manipulation of people and voting and whatnot because Brazil's technically a democracy mm-hmm. but it's like the politicians there are manipulating people into thinking they have democracy does that make sense yeah it's like, well, we're going to go forward with this because we're on the in-group, right? It's more like almost like a communist democracy. Not communist, but like a group democracy. Like, we're the in-group and, like, we're going to go forward with this and we're going to vote inside internally first. Whereas, like, in America, we're voting from the people first, usually. Mm-hmm. Like, we vote our electives in and it grows like that. Whereas, like... In the in that show, it kind of shows me that they're voting from within, if you will. Like, you're in the in-group, and so you get to vote first, and then we push, you know, and then we get more people in kind of thing. Like, prove your democracy value, I guess. Which I think actually happens here more than they'd like to let on. Oh, I definitely I see like some similarities, for sure. I feel like within, like, the DNC and the, whatever, the RNC or whatever it's called, like, I feel like the Democratic and Republican National Committees definitely only show the american public like the viable candidates well it's like look at aoc like that was a fluke like a luck yeah like she probably if it if a lot of politicians had their way she would never have gotten in yeah you know so like she was able to get in on the grace of the people i think like she was voted in yeah but when you look at like presidential candidates oh yeah they're so corrupt yeah like they definitely choose who they want to be the nominee yeah. Also, another thing about presidential candidates that we were talking about today is that, like, it seems like lately, like, they pretend to have the country's best interests in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they get into office and they do whatever the hell they want, you know, to a certain extent, right? Like, yeah. Like, they're not going to do whatever they want to upheaval the people so much that they're going to riot and, like, storm the castle. But it does feel... To me, like, the political structure at hand doesn't really look out for the little guy. 
Yeah. So what have you been listening to this week? Podcast, music? We've been listening to a lot of different stuff. Country music. Andrew's been listening to country music on the radio constantly. And if I have to hear that stupid I Love My Country song. I love my country. Beer's good. That's basically every song. It says either beer or like, God is great. Beer is good. I love my country. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and just the, like, that pretty much sounds... I want to take you sounds... on my kinfolk song. Like, just yeah. on the radio just over and over and over and over. Yeah. Um, I've been listening to a lot of other stuff. We just got... Well, Andrew got these new headphones, and they're like really nice studio headphones. And I got really jealous, so I ordered myself some headphones. And now I just like listening to everything because everything just sounds so good yeah that i get really excited about everything even if it's not a genre i normally listen to when i was in college i had like a really good pair of bows but i feel like the quality of these are even better than my bows so cheaper which is they're slightly cheaper i mean they're actually probably similar but but it's like i kind of needed headphones and i also want to go back to college just not like the same way that I was going. Just because you want to continue learning. Yeah. Like, learning. I want to be exposed to, like, stuff that I normally wouldn't, you know. Okay, not me. Well. Because right now you only hear my opinion about anything. Yeah. I mean, you hear others every so often, but you hear mainly my thoughts. Sure. Um, what have I been watching and listening to? We are still watching Community. Because obviously that's going to take us quite some time. Um, what was that movie we watched last night? The Little Hours? I fell asleep, but it was really funny. Because it was about these nuns. So it had like Aubrey Plaza from Parks and Rec. And Allison Brie from Community. John C. Riley from like Step Brothers and all the comedies. And then like Molly Shannon. And then it had Dave Franco. But they were like these nuns. Or whatever they were, sisters, whatever, in the church. They, they were, were supposed like, to be nuns, but they were like, they were the like bad, bad nuns. And they're like swearing at people and hitting people and like... And like beating people with veg because yeah. they're upset about their they're situation. Like, Don't look at me, I'm gonna... And they're like hitting the gardener with all this stuff. So then Dave Franco gets hired, but they all think that he's a deaf mute, aside from like the father. Knows that he's not, but he's like, oh, these girls are really tough. You have to be a deaf mute so that... Like, like they don't they don't take advantage of you yeah. or beat you up. Yeah. He's like they're real bad. So but then like it. all the nuns are trying to sleep with him, which is really weird. Yeah. So it kinda was, weird. I fell asleep, but it was a good movie. It was pretty from what funny. I, saw. Yeah. I kept laughing. I yeah. was just exhausted. It was um, pretty funny. What else? We watched a simple favor, which I had seen before. Knives Out is now on Amazon Prime, which we saw in theaters. Yeah. Which, that was pretty good. I recommend it. It's like if Especially if you can watch it for free. Like, that's a great deal. Um, what have I been listening to? Oh, everything. Um, that's real descriptive. I'm like, everything. So, I've been listening to everything. I, do you think... So, Donald Trump signed a... The executive order? Executive order that police aren't allowed to do chokeholds unless it's, like, a dire... Like, need. it has to be a very certain circumstance. So, what do you think about that? I just want to get your opinion. Um, like, do you think it's... What do you think? He's only doing it because he had slipped so far in the polls that he needed to... Like, it's like almost do something. not even that. It's not even good. Like, he shut down what the American populace was asking for. Mm-hmm. And basically said, well, we're going to spend more money to train the police. When it's like, we're like, we actually don't want to spend money doing that. We want to have more social programs and, like 
access to therapy. Like, we want to move more toward, like... He was just trying to do the... A, a country that's, like, helping the little guy. He was just trying to do the very minimum so that he can be like, look, I did this so you guys can stop protesting and rioting now. Like... Yeah. Vote for me. I did something good for you. But it's, like, the bare, bare minimum of, like, what yeah. he could have done. Like, he didn't even address... Any of the the like any of the bad stuff that's been happening with the police force, like police brutality. And it's like you're still going to have like very aggressive police, even if they get more training. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if that's going to fix anything. But he did say that that um, they were going to be trained in anti-escalation measures. Which, I mean, is good, but... I don't know. I don't know how helpful. I actually don't know how good really that is because be, it's like, are they going to be more apt to use pepper spray sooner or like tase somebody or, or like, like what's the deal? Yeah. yeah. Which I don't actually don't agree with tasing, but I mean, sometimes I realize you have to use it if there's like, if your life's being threatened, but it's like, if you're just tasing people because like you think they're bad people, that's not cool with me. So or how, like, how yeah. do you feel about people? That have been, like, dumping statues in the river and stuff like that of, like, former slave owners and, like, racist historic figures. I mean, honestly, I still think that race... I don't think racism has ever ever went anywhere. Just because you sign a law doesn't mean that, like, people don't believe that people of other races or other countries are inferior, you know? I'm asking about statues, though. Well, I think it stems back to that, don't you think? Like, slave owners, and, like, they looked up to those people and built statues, and the people with well, yeah, money so were able to do that. so I'm saying now people are dumping those in the river and getting rid of those. How do you feel about people getting rid of those? Statues? hmm I mean, it's hard to say. Depends on the statue. Well, you heard that the Christopher Columbus statue is being removed from the California State House. Okay. Because... I mean, obviously, he was, like, a scummy dude. Well, it's hindsight's twenty twenty. you know? He also did discover America, didn't he? No. Christopher Columbus? He didn't discover where we're from in America. He discovered He's, the Ar- Argentina is where he saw first. Or Brazil. Or... No, yeah. I thought it was an island. But anyway. It was Argentina. I know, because I've done the history. Okay. I think you're wrong. But we'll look that up later. Um, Target <laughs> is permanently raising their hourly minimum wage to $15 nationwide which is a big deal because some places still have like a four dollar minimum wage i mean but they, about time but they're raising it from ten dollars to fifteen dollars honestly we should have been making 10 15 bucks an hour when i got out of high school in 2005 mm-hmm. like that should have been minimum wage like minimum wage hadn't gone up at all really any like years yeah like yeah. when i got out of high school i worked for costco and i was making ten dollars and like 75 cents which was good like, it's, they started me off at, like, ten fifty, and that was good. That was, like, making good money back then. And it wasn't really enough to live on. You know what I mean? Like, my, I had to have two roommates, and I still wasn't able to save. My first job, I made $20 an hour because I kept telling my parents I refused to work for less than $20 an hour. And they kept laughing in my face. And then I went out and got a job that paid me $20 an hour. Which, honestly, but, I feel like even 20 an hour is not, like enough to really grow and like save no but when you're just out of when you're just out of high school that's great yeah for your first job it's like amazing but then like later on i obviously needed to find jobs that pay me more than that because 
Yeah. Or like either that or you end up making less than that yeah, and I've then never have to made, work a second job. I've only made 20 bucks an hour one time and that was like a catering gig. But like the thing is when you're making less, you end up having to get a second job. Yeah. Or I like, had like three or four jobs going through yeah. college and it really does stunt your ability to like learn and like grow. Like, cause think about it. You're splitting your attention in like five different ways, you know? Mm-hmm. So how do you feel about Lyft saying that all vehicles on its network are going to be electric by 2030? Like I they're going to stop allowing good. non-electric cars. It's kind of good. I don't know. If, so are they going to fire the people that already have Lyft? No, like, they're going to make people get electric cars. How are they going to the make them years. do that? They may, like, give them incentives or, like, give them discounts on leasing. I mean, I guess in California you can just fire people for no reason. I mean, they're freelance anyway or whatever. Technically, they're not actual employees. That's true. So, like, are they going to make them actual employees? Like, what's the incentive there? I have no clue. But they're wanting to curb greenhouse gases, so they're trying to... Oh, yeah. That's smart. Switch over. That's a great idea. It's just, like... There's more it's going to be hard to get people on board because it's like, well, who's that helping? Well, and right now, you it's know? like, are all electric cars aren't fantastic? Like, you can only drive a certain amount of miles, and then you have to plug in for eight hours. So, like, it's more like expensive. Like, it's hard for people on Lyft if to... they are like, oh, I can do two or three rides, but then I have to plug in my car for eight hours. Well, can you imagine going, like, $30,000 $30, debt? Because that's, the, most people can't afford it, the drive Lyft and stuff. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine doing that for an electric car that's, like, not something you even want? Yeah. You know, like, do you know how hard it would be to make $30,000 doing Lyft? That'd be so hard. Like, you would have to work a whole year. And by, if you're doing that, then it's like you run your your mileage up. You probably have to replace a battery, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like... If, it doesn't seem like there's a catch to it. Like, it just seems like a bad deal. But I think it's a smart idea... Because you are curbing greenhouses. I think so. it's smart if they offered incentive for people to drive electric cars. Or if they were like, we'll give you, we'll pay you for what your car's worth to upgrade. Mm-hmm. Like, that would be cool. Yeah. Like, we'll exchange your car for an electric, you know, new car. I don't yeah. Know. If you just pay the difference. Like, to me, that's the only way that would really make sense. Yeah, I think it's just... Like, what Obama a- did, I think, was really smart. When he let people trade in their old cars or junk their old cars for four grand. I think that was actually when Bush was in office they started that. Oh, did they? uh, Okay. What they call it? Something about junkers. Where you could, like, get a car that actually had good gas mileage. Yeah. Yeah. And they tried to get, like, cars that were just, like, not good for the environment anymore off the road. Yeah. Honestly, uh, the only thing I don't like about that is, like... They were like, oh, you have to have insurance for two years. Mm-hmm. But I kind of get why they did that. Because they don't want people just, like, making money on cars that have just been sitting on their property or whatever. But oh, yeah. still. oh, you mean it had to be registered for at least two years, right? Or something. Or it had to have insurance. You had to have insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, have you heard all the Christy Elia drama? The no. comedian? So, I normally really like his comedy... But over the past 24 hours, all of these messages have been released of all these people that he's, like, sent Instagram or Facebook or Twitter messages to over the past 10 or so years. And the majority of them are under the age of 18. 
And he, like, invites them back to his hotel room or, like, invites them to, like, come cuddle or make out or whatever, even though he knows that they're in high school. Okay. So it's just, like, really creepy. And it's not just, like, one or two people. It's, like, there's hundreds of people who have messages from him. Yikes. And, like, text Who is messages. that? Who is this? Krista Elia, the, the comedian. Okay. The one who doesn't drink alcohol or, like, any other. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Justin Bieber. Dang, so. that's unfortunate. So... It will be really interesting to see how yeah. this goes down over the next few weeks. Yeah. Because, it's... so, one of them I saw, he asked the girl how old she was, and she said 17, and he said, oh, you're too young. Yeah. And then, that's basically where he left it. But then he reached out to her a year later and said, hey, do you want to hang out? Which okay. would then make her 18, which I was like, okay, sure. well, he at least waited until she was 18 to reach out. But then the girl was like on Twitter was like, oh, but I was still 17 because I didn't turn 18 until that August. But I was like, but then a year, almost like two years would have passed since you said you were 17. Yeah. So it's like she was 16 and lied I mean, and said honestly, she was 17. That's like kind of predator behavior in my opinion. It is. Like you're it like... Is. You're like waiting for them to turn legal. Yeah. Like that's... Like either way, it's freaking creepy. But also... Like that's like I would just whoop someone's, you know, behind. But also it makes me think I'm, that they were he trying to... likes younger girls but doesn't want them to be like under 18 intentionally but either way it's not positive even if they were over 18 and he was sending that many messages and treating that many people like that it's like not quite sexual harassment but it's like i don't just creepy i don't mind if someone's like dating a younger person or like like if you're like 30 or you know, a certain, a certain 20, age, like, that doesn't bother me. Yeah. yeah. Or even if they're 18 or whatever and, like, you guys met and clicked. Like, that doesn't bother me. But that's because you're, like, trying to build something of it. Like Not just hooking up with a But if you're just, like, damaging a bunch of young girls and making them think. Because, like, they're, gonna get they're so impressionable, and, like, impressionable mm-hmm. at that age. Like, I was impressionable at 18. Like, I f- fell for people so fast, you know? Mm-hmm. Luckily, I didn't have, like, you know, that type of scenario. But... Like, if you're going to be falling for people, you should be falling, at that age, you should be falling for people that also are vulnerable like that. Or you should know what you're getting into. And the only way to know what you're getting into is if that person's committed to, like, growing whatever it is that you're in. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I feel about that. But, honestly, most 18-year-olds aren't really developed all the way. Like, you know, mentally. like They haven't even experienced, like, life outside of... Like, their bodies are developed and their minds aren't... Not, their bodies aren't even fully developed. Yeah. Like, 25 is when your body's finally matured to its fullest, you know? I mean, females are pretty darn mature by 18, but their minds are not the same as when they're 25. Or Actually, I find that a lot of females just let their bodies go after 18. Like, they'll be like, oh, I'm out of high school. I can't eat whatever I want. No, I, I don't think have the to problem is they were eating whatever they wanted and then their metabolism slows down and they're just used to eating whatever they wanted. I mean, honestly, that just sounds like a cop-out. No, women's metabolism slow down so much. Yeah, but... You don't change your habits as it changes, like, you're screwed. Sure. I mean, men do that, too, though. So, it's like, it's not a gender-specific thing. Men's metabolism usually doesn't slow down until their 40s. I don't know. There's, like, a lot of guys that are way overweight as well. I'm just saying, like, it's their responsibility to take ownership of their bodies, you know, mm-hmm. and to, like, be kind of aware. I, I don't know. I think it may be a failure on the school's ed, uh, health ed 
for not like letting him know what. Well, remember what they used to have the food pyramid, where it was like you need, like what was it, eight to ten servings of carbs. That thing was every so day. full. Yeah. And then you need like all these things, and it was like most people don't even eat carbs anymore, or they eat minimal carbs. So it's so weird that they were saying like. I mean, that's so you old need too. like so many carbs in your diet. But I remember them grilling that into us like. You know what over though? Like that's old and it's hard for like newer nutritionists to make a new table because I think we're more aware that everyone's body's slightly different and some people mm-hmm. are going to take in less carbs and some people well, are just naturally not going to eat as much. And, and some like, people are vegan or some people are vegetarian or some people have yeah. allergies or intolerances to certain things on that food pyramid. Like I found that I actually eat worse uh, coming out of college mm-hmm. than I did oh, when yeah. I was in college. Like, like I ate really healthy and really good and was Actually, exercising all the time. And now it's like, I was still exercise, but I eat a lot of like more frozen foods, you know? When I was in college, I ate horribly, mainly because I was taking dance class, whatever, eight, 12 times a week. So like, you know, I was taking I, a lot of dance too. So then I'd be starving after class and I'd be like, I'll go buy Taco Bell. Yeah. Like, I'll go eat french fries. Like, it's no big deal. Like, I just need to eat something fast and then not think about it. Like, I didn't like to think about meals. I would just be like, I'll just eat really fast. I mean, I guess since I was raised it. by a chef, yeah. and I, like, was thinking more about, like, fueling my body rather than just filling it with random stuff. I'd just be like, oh, I need to eat something after class because I have to eat something. Which, so. honestly, I think that damages metabolism more than, like, age. Like mm-hmm. having a bad streak of eating crap hurts your metabolism. You don't recover. I would do that because it's like sometimes I would just go, like grab a salad or grab whatever, but it was like not healthy. And then once I stopped taking all those dance classes and stuff in college, I ate better. But then I started working like long shifts well, it's and like, I didn't like to bring lunch so I'd like go to Starbucks and just like fill up on coffee for lunch like I'd be like I'll just have like three cups of black coffee for lunch it's no big it's deal. like diabetes you know like mm-hmm. once you get it you can't unget it yeah. right like that's the same thing with your body like once your metabolism slows down you can't like you can there's things you could do to speed it up temporarily but overall like it's never going to go back the way it was so you have to like kind of adapt a little bit mm-hmm. like eat smaller portions or whatever it is and try to figure it out you know and i think i think the reason women have such a hard time with like gaining weight in like their late 20s 30s even their 40s is like their hormones are like all over the place like especially with i think it has to do with a lot of the preservatives that were in food when we were younger like i mean i don't think that's faster i think you can make excuses but really what it comes down to is like no but like determination to get to what you want and where you want yeah i think it does I think you need to do some research because that's BS. I don't think so. And that's ignorant and that's BS. I think it did. I don't think so. I think you should do some research. I have done that's research. What I'm saying. No, not recently. You haven't. Well, like. I'm saying maybe you should do some I don't want to hear a bunch research. of opinions. Like It's not opinions. Look up some scientific medical research. Okay. Yeah. I have looked up scientific No, you research. haven't. Yeah, I have. He lies. But anyway. Like I think if you're exercising every day and you're eating healthy, like you'll get to where you want. No. I've seen it. In some people, yes, you've seen it. Not in every person. That's not a thing. But we should leave off on a happier note. So we are going to say one thing that we love about Zelda, and then I'm going to tell you about this dog thing real fast, and then we'll talk to you later. I love Zelda. 
our dog because she's like a giant muffin of fun. And she's just cute and I like to snuggle her face. I love Zelda's floppy ears. Those are very cute. So today on TikTok I saw this thing where this woman trained her dog with a bunch of different phrases. So if it wanted something or needs something, it hits the phrase on the like the little buzzer. So it'll be mm-hmm. like, Mom, Mom, I love you. Or it'll be like, Mom, outside, now. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really fun. And I think we're going to train our dog to do that because I would love to know what she's thinking and what she wants all the time. Okay, we'll talk to you guys next time. Ciao.